Holy Gospel is written in the 16th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark, beginning at the 14th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth disbelieveth shall be condemned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. How do we respond when the boss is away? That was the scenario for several of the parables that Jesus told, including one of the best known, the parable of the talents. And it's also the scenario for Ascension Day itself. In the parable of the talents, responsibilities are delegated to three workers, two of whom shoulder their responsibilities and develop the business so that it grows. The third, however, is so paralyzed by the responsibility and the possibility of failure that he does nothing with the responsibilities which have been entrusted to him. And consequently, there is no development and no growth. When the boss returns, the first two are rewarded and the third is sacked. And Jesus told this and other parables where the boss is absent in order to prepare his disciples for his death, resurrection, and ascension. He was the one who was going to leave, and when he left them at the point of his ascension, he was entrusting them with the responsibility of continuing his mission and ministry in his physical absence. Now it has to be said that this was and is an awesome responsibility. And we can perhaps uh, readily understand why in the parable of the talents, the third worker was paralyzed by fear at the prospect of such responsibility. However, it also shows clearly the value that Jesus saw in his disciples and also sees in us. It is amazing but true that God believes in us enough to entrust us with working towards the coming of his kingdom on earth as in heaven. Now, like that third worker in the parable of the talents, we often shy away from responsibility. Although, 
in actuality, we don't really have that choice. The theologian Peter Rollins reminds us that the famous philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre once wrote that we are condemned to freedom. For Sartre, he says, this means that we are, as human beings, responsible beings. Responsible not merely for the, the, the decisions that we make, but also responsible for decisions that we postpone or fail to act on. And this means that we are responsible not only for what we do, but also for what we don't do. Like a poker player in the middle of a tournament, even doing nothing is an act that will help decide the direction of the game. And so in this way, we are constantly wagering on our existence. Every move and every failure to move closes down an infinite range of possible worlds while opening up an entirely new range. So the choice for Sartre was not between taking responsibility or not, but rather between acknowledging our inherent responsibility or attempting to deny it. Instead of that impotent and impossible attempt to flee our freedom, Sartre encouraged us to face it, embrace it, and make resolute decisions in the light of it. And what I wish to suggest to you this afternoon is that Jesus' parables and his ascension make clear to us the reality of responsibility. The one that we think is in charge and responsible is no longer physically there, which makes us aware of our own responsibility. As Rollins and Sartre suggest, we always had that responsibility, but our tendency is to avoid or deny it. And our responsibility is huge, as the parable suggests, that we are actually responsible for using all that we have for the benefit of the world. If the boss in the parable represents God, then his property is the world that we live in, and we, his workers, are placed in charge of his world and given responsibility for its change and development. So the question I wish to leave with you this afternoon is how will we respond to the challenge of Jesus' parables and his ascension? In the story, the faithful workers are those that accept this responsibility and act on it. The unfaithful worker is the one who does nothing, who does not act. Which are we? Are we unfaithful or faithful workers? Are our lives dedicated to working for the benefit of others and for our world and ultimately for God? Now it's important to note too that in the parable and following the ascension, we have been given the resources needed for taking on this responsibility. In the parable, the boss gave out resources, the talents that are mentioned in the story alongside responsibilities. And after the ascension, the Holy Spirit came to empower Jesus' disciples including ourselves. 
So I wonder whether we recognize that each of us has much that we can give, that we are all people with talents and possessions, however lacking in confidence and means we may sometimes be. We all have something we can offer. So how can we, through our lives and work, benefit and develop the world for which humanity, uh, God has given humanity responsibility? What resources are there in terms of abilities, job, income, and possessions has God given to us in order to fulfill our responsibility to benefit and develop the world in which we live? Through his ascension, Jesus challenges us as to whether we will be faithful or unfaithful servants. How will we respond? If we accept the responsibility that we have been given, then perhaps we would want to pray for quiet courage to meet the hour. We did not choose to be born or to live in such an age, but we can ask and pray that its, its problems challenge us, its discoveries exhilarate us, its injustices anger us, its possibilities inspire us, and its vigor renew us for the sake of Christ's kingdom come on earth as in heaven. May it be so for each one of us. Amen.